Amen. Amen. Are you ready for the new thing now? Yes, right? sir. We are. We are not going to get grow weary. Sometimes I do. <laughs> right? But sometimes the Lord comes like this rain, and we were talking about this this week. You know, because, you know, it rained. And then it's like, is that just optical illusion or is it turning green already? <laughs> You know, and then we were talking about how the life was there all the time. Just, you could not see it. But even through the drought, if you wake up early and you walk on this grass, it's always wet. <laughs> because God is faithful to send the dew to keep it alive, even when there is no, no proof of it. You know, and then when the rain comes, he brings, he gives the growth. And I wanna, I wanna talk a little bit about this because I think that he said, Jesus said, right, to the Samaritan woman, if you drink of the, the water that I give you, you will never be thirsty again. And that's what we, we are here to do. We are here to learn to drink the living water. And but I, I wanna I wanna take a little minute here to talk about two words that I think sometimes it's easy to get a, a wrong understanding because of the biblical languages, you know, the Hebrew and the Greek, okay? So one word that I want to talk about here is repentance. And a lot of times we, we, people confuse repentance with, you know, just feeling guilty. <laughs> or you, you got caught. <laughs> right? Fess up, baby. You know, but repentance, to me, if you read from the Hebrew, the word from... For, Repentance is simply to return. You were going in one direction and, and it was the wrong direction. You just returned. That's why so many prophecies in the, the Old Testament says, return to me. Return to me. And that, you could translate that, repent. And come back to me. Why are you following other Gods, you know, why are you putting your trust in something else? So that's one word that, you know, when you, you hear the word repent, he's just saying, come back to me. You know, you, you wonder, you got a little distracted, you got a little lost, just come back to me. And the other one is sin, Right? To sin is to miss the mark. So you almost could put the two together that, you know, you're going in one direction and then you miss the mark. And then the same thing applies. Just re return. Fix your, your focus. Right? So there are... Uh, with everything that we have been through, and you know, we had this meeting this week, and we got to talk some more, 
And it, I, it seems like each time that I'm, I talk about, you know, more, the, the Holy Spirit allows more healing to happen and more emotions to surface. You know, but it's, it's important to know how to talk about stuff. <laughs> so you don't become bitter, right? Because you, when you suffer and you, you go through hard times, it's important that you own it. You know, I, I was, I was, my notes from last week, I think, was repentance is never done by blaming others. Remember, there was a, a, a TV show of this uh, comedian, right, that was making fun of this evangelist that got caught. Remember that? And then he said, oh, the devil made me do it. Right? The devil made me do it. You know, and, and then I think that you, you will never really repent if you're going to even blame the devil. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're never, uh, my wife, Eve, gave me the fruit. <laughs> right? That's not, how, you know, you, we have to own it. You cannot change through repentance if you don't own it. That I was going in one direction and I got sidetracked and I missed the mark. I was walking with God and then I started doing something else. And I thought that that was it. Does it make sense? So I, I want to read a little bit of, out of Jeremiah. Jeremiah, for me, he's my hero. <laughs> The book of Jeremiah, to me, it's where I am. And I'm going to read this verse that it, it speaks to me so deeply because it is the heart of God, okay? So it's God speaking to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13. For my people have committed two evils. We, it's not that complicated. It's not a thousand things. <laughs> My people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, to dig for themselves cisterns. Broken cisterns that can hold no water. And, you know, I... I we could read the whole book of Jeremiah, but it would take too long. But basically, and I encourage you to do that, so you don't just trust my words. <laughs> but basically what Jeremiah was saying, you are putting your trust in the king, in the palace. You're putting your trust in your alliance with Egypt. You're putting your trust in humans. You're putting your trust in this structure. And he, Jeremiah chapter 7 is classic. Uh, look at this. This is the same thing. 
Jeremiah 7, the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim this word and say, hear the word of the Lord, all of you, Judah, who enter by these gates to worship the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, amend your ways and your deeds, and I will let you dwell in this place. Just return. Just fix your focus. Just come and drink the living waters. Don't try to hold water with broken cisterns, with a broken structure, right? And says, do not trust in deceptive words saying, this is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. They were saying, hey, we go to the temple, we bring sacrifices, we worship. You know, not to mention that outside we don't live like that. You know, we do not take care of one another. We do not, we lie to our neighbor and we oppress the widows, you know. But what God wants us to do, we're doing it. And they were deceiving themselves. So this is classic. This is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. For if you truly amend your ways and your deeds, you truly practice justice between man and his neighbor. If you do not oppress the alien, the orphan, or the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place, nor walk after other gods to your own ruin, then I will let you dwell in this place, in the land that I gave to your fathers forever and ever. God was, through Jeremiah, just saying, return to the living waters. Just learn to trust in me and do not, and do not trust anything else. Look at this. Behold, you're trusting in deceptive words to no avail. Will you steal and commit adultery and swear falsely and offer sacrifices to Baal and walk after other gods that you have not known? Then come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, We are delivered, that you may do all these abominations. Are you guys getting the picture here? Has this house, which is called by my name, become a den of robbers in your sight? Behold, I, I even I, have seen it, declares the Lord. So they were not listening, you know, because basically the, the prophet was saying, if you do not change, God is going to send Babylon. And they're going to come and destroy everything and take you away. But they were saying, no, but we have an alliance with the king of Egypt. He's going to protect us. We have the temple. We have the Lord's presence in the temple. And they were saying, but you have to return to him. And then he goes on and, and says, But go now to my place, which is, was in Shiloh, where my name dwell, where I made my name dwell at first, and see what I did to it, because of the wickedness of my people Israel. And now, because you have done all these things, declares the Lord, and I spoke to you, rising up early and speaking, and you did not hear, and I called, but you did not answer. 
Therefore, I will do to the house which is called by my name, in which you trust, and to the place which I gave you and your fathers, as I did to Shiloh. I will cast you out of my sight, as I have cast out all your brothers and all the offspring of Ephraim. Pretty serious, huh? <laughs> yeah. Pretty alive and real. And I'm going like, you know, when we all went through this, I went like, Lord, what is going on? And, and I don't know what God is speaking to everybody, but that what he told me is like, you have to repent. You have to return. And I think I am, I am still in that process of repentance, of search me, O God, Psalms 139, search me, O God. You know, and where did I, I miss the mark? Where did I, I substitute the living water with a system made by people, by men, by structure. You know, it's interesting because the early church probably started kind of like this, but in homes. But this is basically a home church. <laughs> you know, with a big home, with a big house, with a big property. You know, but it started like this, no really a, a structure. You know, the worship, they didn't have amp amplifiers, you know, but everybody would come and sing and participate and worship and prophesy and singing psalms and hymns with the spiritual songs, right? That's how it started. And then, for 300 years, as much as they were persecuted, and they were a minority in the Roman Empire. They grew. They kept growing. And they kept growing. Until it became an institution. Then it became a cistern. A cracked cistern. That people, even now, a day, you know, people, you can go to church and never participate. You are more like an spectator, seeing what that person is going to tell me this week. And I think that the Lord is speaking to his church again through the words of Jeremiah, return to me. Return to the living waters. Because, you know, don't put your trust in the temple, the temple, the temple. <laughs> don't put your trust in, in, in your alliances. You can only put your trust in your relationship with him because he, you know what? He's a jealous God. And I'm finding that out <laughs> with a, a high cost. You know, that he, he is in the business of having everybody, like Jeremiah 31 says, and everyone will know the Lord. No, they're not going to teach one to the his neighbor know the Lord because they will all know the Lord. So the Lord is in the business of, you know what? Read the Ten Words or the Ten Commandments. Do not 
Do not create images. Do not create idols. And it's interesting because we are idolaters by nature. Because we try to create a definition of who God is and how he moves. And when we do that, we put him in a box that is just like an idol. And he said, don't do that. Because I am who I am. And I will be what I will be. And you will never know because it's going to be in a relationship. That's why Jesus said, give us today our daily bread. He is the daily bread, but it's a new, a new experience, a new relationship every day. So, the evolution of the church is, to me, is very similar to the history of Israel in the book of Jeremiah. And we have in the, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, all the practical applications, warnings for us today and how to walk. And the problem is that when you, you forget what the instruction and what the scriptures tell you what to do, you end up running into problems, right? So, Jeremiah 31 Verse 21, it says, it's Jeremiah telling the people they were being taken captive to Babylon. Right? And then he said, but it's going to be 70 years, and you're going to become, you're going to come back. You know, I have plans for you, plans for your welfare. But he said, set up for yourselves road marks. Place for yourself guideposts. Direct your mind to the highway, the way by which you went. Return, O virgin of Israel, return to these your cities. So to me, I have been spending the last three years <laughs> looking for these guideposts, roadmarks. How can we return? How can we return to the living water? How can we return to the living word? The word made flesh. You know, that God gave us as an access, as a relationship with him. And I, I think that when we were reading, you know, it was I, the Holy Spirit really led us to start reading the New Testament. Because I think that there are so many keys there for us in how to rebuild this church. How to move forward with the foundation that we have. And I'm like, I, I, I left in, in the website. I'm so thankful for the foundation that we have. The teaching. You know, and, but now we have to build carefully how to build upon it and how to build drawing from the Lord, not from my ideas. <laughs> I don't want to bring my ideas. And I don't 
care about anybody else's idea because we have the, the Holy Spirit to guide us, right? So we bless this. I want to read Colossians 2. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have on your behalf. And for those who are at Laodicea, and for all those who have not personally seen my face, that their hearts may be encouraged, having been knit together in love and attaining all to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding, resulting in a true knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ himself. I think that this is something really important for us. You know, we were talking about the worship, right? The worship that we have here is magnified, it's not magnified. The wor worship and our prayers are like joining the worship and prayers that's happening in the heavenly places. What really, what really counts for, for us is what Christ did. You know, and that he is at the right hand of the Father right now worshiping. He's at the right hand of the Father right now praying, interceding for us. And we have the Holy Spirit that because we do not know how to pray, right? But we have this. We have his body. We have full access. And that's what I, I want to get to know. Like we were saying, I want to know. I want to see you, right? I want to understand this attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding, resulting in a true knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ himself. Verse 3, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this so that no one will delude you with persuasive argument. That's a good warning. I love it. Thank you, Paul. For even though I am absent in body, nevertheless I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good discipline and the stability of your faith in Christ. Therefore, as you have received Christ, Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and over overflowing with gratitude, See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception according to the tradition of man. Cracked sisters. <laughs> according to the elementary principles of the world rather than according to Christ. For in him all the fullness of deity dwells in body, bodily form. And in him you have been made complete. And he is the head over all rule and authority. And we could go on. But I want to bless this for us. You know that one thing that it's been such a, a, 
a blessing. It's to me, in, in reading all these books that I'm reading and studying, is to understand how I needed correction in my thinking, in my doctrine, in my theology. And that it is done. And when Christ said it is done, it is done. And we cannot confuse, you know, what we do and even our worship and in our sacrifice and our service with anything that we are doing that to attain or to deserve and to receive. Because he did it even before we were able to deserve anything. But I, I love this. And in him you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands in the removal of the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised up with him through faith in the working of God who raised his son from the dead. This is not something that's going to happen. This is done. When even when you were dead in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. This is powerful. This is done. This is our, our reality. And he is saying, just return. Return to the living water. Don't put your trust in anything else. Don't put your trust in, in the human traditions. Uh, what is that? Uh, tra tradition of man. But he says, just I love this. Look at this. When he had dis disarmed the rulers and authorities, he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him. Therefore, no one is to act as your judge in regard to food or drink or in respect to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath day. Even that, he can say, don't let anybody force you or convince you that you have to get circumcised, that you have to do this, you have to do that, because it's all based on what he did. And it's all based on his provision for us. And we come and we worship, not to deserve it, but we come and worship because he loved us and he accepted us even before we asked for anything. I mean, I encourage you to read, continue reading this. Because I think that the Lord is ready to reign. He's ready to pour something new. You know, and, and the only thing that you need to do is be able and open to receive it. And we, I have blessed that for us this week. Lord, thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for this place. Thank you for each one here. We bless Gabriel. You know, baby Gabriel. 
But we say, Lord, we, we are ready to receive you. We, we want to walk with you. You know, we repent, meaning we return to you. I'm reading this book that my mom recommended. It's called The Fourth Dimension. It's just about prayer. And how about you, you can read, he says, there are 8,000 promises in the Bible that they're yours. And you just have to use your imagination and, and, and bring them down. You know, and, and I said, wow, I, I, I knew that. But why did I forget about it? You know, why, why am I allowing, you know, my faith to give in to the circumstances, right? But he's saying all the wealth of your inheritance, it already belongs to you. You know, like a, another book that I read, the guy said, I have one thing for sure that God will not answer if you don't pray. But if we pray, you know, he will answer. He will hear it. And I bless this for us. You know, I, I, like Bill's story, you know, the, the gift of his granddaughter, you know, and, and because it was years, right, of crying to the Lord and, and asking the Lord, Lord, what about this? And what about the other thing? And then the Lord moves above and beyond. And I have that faith. Lord, you can move above and beyond. You can restore the broken hearts. You can set the captives free. You know, and we, we, we stand. It doesn't matter if it's a thousand or fifteen or two or three. We stand in faith before you and we say, we're going to worship you. And we're going to return to the living water. And we're going to walk as faithful as we can be, but we, we, we may fail. But that's okay because you're there to hold us up. Amen. Amen. I'm going to read this quote here. The whole purpose of the Bible is not to give you a code of behavior. But it is to introduce you to Christ. Isn't that awesome? The whole point, the whole Old Testament was just to convince us that without God we are nothing. And we are just like every other nation, just like every other people. But with God, he comes, and in this relationship, we can be transformed. I bless that for us. Amen.